Hey, listen. I'm gonna level with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. But does anybody really know what they're doing? turnaround on an episode that I have ever done. I posted my latest episode um, a week ago, she says, with so much question in her voice. Two weeks ago? Okay, well, in that case, I'm on track for the bi-weekly update that I promised you guys when I first started. Alright, so, had a lot of things on my mind tonight as well. I feel like um, the pattern that I'm falling into is just recording when I feel like I have something to say instead of having a topic and trying to cover it. Lots of things that I wanted to cover though because I have like a list of all the topics that I wanted to like really dive deep into. But I feel like I've already touched on all of them. Like, I'm running out of content already because my life is really that boring and I'm just really that simple of a person. The simplicity of it is I am mentally ill and sometimes I'm okay and other times I'm not. You know, that's, that's if I were to write an autobiography, it would be, it would, that would be the title. I'm mentally ill, subtitle. Sometimes I'm okay, sometimes I'm not. Um, But like I wanted to cover things like self-image. You guys already know that my self-image is trash. I hate basically everything about myself. And I know I'm not the only one in the planet that's like that, right? Everybody has something about themselves that they dislike. And I dislike just about everything. Now, to say that I dislike everything about myself is not true. There are things that I do like. For example, I love my eye color. And I wanted my daughter to have my eye color so badly. And she does. And that makes me very happy. When she was born, she came out with, like, navy blue 
blue eyes. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's going to have my eyes. This is incredible. I have really dark brown eyes. Like dark brown to the point where you almost can't see my pupils in the right lighting. But in sunnier lighting, they're more... Um, they're not as dark. I wouldn't say like golden or anything. They're just, you can just see my pupils better. And my husband has brown eyes, but his are lighter. Not that they're not beautiful. They are. But I really wanted my child to have my dark brown eyes. Love that about myself. I actually really like my legs. It's probably the only like body part that I really like. <laughs> There is one other one, but we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. Um, I really like my legs. They've always just kind of been okay by themselves. Like, I haven't had to really work on them to get them to look a certain way. They just look that way. Um, But unfortunately, they are plagued by really bad hips and knees. Um, So everything about the way that my legs are because of my hips and knees is crooked. I like the general shape of my legs. I don't like the way that I walk because of my hips and my knees. Whatever. Self-image. Mine sucks. Yours probably does too. Um, I've talked about anxiety. Live with it every day. In fact, I started having an anxiety attack in the middle of worship this morning at church. I was, first of all, The morning started out kind of rough, not in my home. You know, mornings in my home are very chill. It's whatever. I love it. Um, But when we got to church this morning, the sound wasn't working. It was, everything was quiet. It seemed like everybody was kind of already in a bad mood, which is never good. And so I'm in the middle of leading the song that, that I was leading and I got to the end of it and sometimes when I'm really when I'm doing anything but it happens often when I'm leading worship if I'm the one leading the song yes I'm singing words and I'm trying to be in that moment trying to be worshipful but a lot of times my head gets the better of me and so I'm singing and everything inside my brain is saying you suck you're terrible why are you even up here? Blah, 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 blah. It's just like fire raining down on my brain while I'm trying to lead a congregation in worship. And so I basically sent myself into a tizzy. Um, My heart rate was really high. I started crying, started shaking. And when the song was over, I turned to my husband. He plays keys and he was behind me. And I just looked at him and I was like, I am freaking out. And he was like, do you need to sit down? Do you need to leave the stage? I was like, no, I'm just going to try really hard to not draw attention to myself. And so I just kind of clasped my hands together and held them close to my chest to try and keep um, people from seeing that I was shaking uncontrollably. And then the crying is kind of easy to mask on a worship stage because I cry when I'm worshiping sometimes anyway. So nobody really thought anything weird with that. So yeah, um, anxiety all the time. Sarah's anxious literally every second of every day. Um, depression, talked about that one. feel like I haven't really been too much in a, in a depressive state here lately. I've talked a lot about being a mom. If you are 
tired of hearing me talk about my daughter or if you're tired of hearing me talk about my husband, suck it up, buttercup. You can end this episode right now, unsubscribe, unfollow, I don't care because guess what? I'm going to talk about them a lot more, especially my daughter because she is literally amazing. Um, I've talked about perfectionism. Last episode, imposter syndrome, that was one that I was like, no, I really got to hit. This is very specific purpose. I've talked about that a lot. Expectations, Lord have mercy. I really needed to get that one out there. Something I haven't talked about yet is intrusive thoughts. But I feel like I'm going to talk about that at another time. I don't feel like that really goes with what I'm trying to say. Um... And then there will be an extra special episode where I will talk about a very specific time frame in my life that explains a lot of things about me as a mother. But I'm not ready to do that one yet, and so I'm not going to. Um, But this one has kind of been in my brain since June. I was really thinking about it while we were at that camp. I can't remember. I know I talked about the fall winter retreat that I went on because that's where the um, Expect the Unexpected episode came from. I think I talked about our youth going to a camp in June. Maybe it was just in passing because I that was one of the ludicrous reasons that I gave um, for not recording at a certain period. Yeah, that was probably it. It was probably like just a blow-through excuse typical um (laughs) but this one came up at camp and it came up at camp because I struggled really hard at camp too struggled real hard with imposter syndrome at at camp but one moment that kind of stood out to me was there was one night it was it may have been in the afternoon I think it was closer to the evening when they were gearing down for worship and I was supposed to be gearing down to go um, into the staff house and go to bed with my daughter but there was a young lady one of our campers and I had not really had much experience with her Um, she you know when I asked about, like, you know, who is that? Like, oh, that's so-and-so. She's so-and-so's girlfriend. I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's beautiful, first of all. Um, and she seems like a really cool kid. So, um, I'd maybe had, like, one conversation with her in passing. Anyway, I saw her sitting on the porch outside of the multi-purpose building. Everybody else was kind of, you know going inside, getting ready for worship, getting snacks, going to the bathroom, whatever. And then she was just kind of sitting by herself on the steps of the porch. And if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm an introvert. I know I've said that, but I know there are a lot of things that I say on here that, like, would be a dead giveaway if I didn't say it outright anyway. It's really hard for me to approach someone. I feel very strongly about, you know, the saying, if you see something, say something. I feel like that covers a very broad spectrum of things. 
So I saw a girl sitting by herself, obviously struggling with something. And so I, totally out of character, but felt like it was totally necessary, go over to her and just say, hey, are you okay? Very bland question. I hate when people ask if I'm okay, but sometimes it's needed. A lot of times when I am struggling and someone asks me if I'm okay and I have a breakdown, I didn't want to have that breakdown, but it ends up being what needed to be done anyway. Regardless, I asked her, are you okay? And she kind of gave a very short explanation, like a rundown of, I, she was like, I, I struggle with anxiety and I think I'm about to have a panic attack or she was in the throes of one. She, you could just tell if you're someone who struggles with anxiety and you struggle with stress, you struggle with things like panic attacks, anxiety attacks, you can, you can spot it when someone else is going through it. And so I could tell before I approached her, she's not in a good place. Let me go talk to her. So she tells me that and she's like, I'm having a hard time about to have a panic attack. I really struggle with this, but I'm okay. I was like, okay. So then I asked her, do you want help or do you want me to leave? Because, you know, there's always that time where someone wants you to stay and help. Someone wants your advice. Someone wants your input. Or someone wants you to just go away. So I wanted to be respectful of her boundaries. And I just asked, do you want help or do you want me to leave? And I think her response was something along the lines of, like, she wanted help, but she didn't know what would help. And I was like, hold on, girly, I gotcha. So I ran into the staff house, which is not very far from where she was, ran in there and I grabbed two ice cubes and I was like, here, hold these. And she kind of looked at me like I was, you know, crazy. I am. It's fine. And I was like, this is going to help. I was like, you can hold it if it gets too cold. You can put it on the back of your neck. You can rub it on your wrist. You can play with it, pass it from one hand to the other put it behind your knees, anything like that. And it won't necessarily make it go away because I don't have that kind of power, but it will help. And I left, I left her alone for a while. She ended up having a friend go and sit with her a few minutes later. Cause when I, I wanted to go check on her and she had a friend with her. So I just left her alone. And then I eventually walked back over there and I was like, is the ice helping? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. And I was like, good. I was like, okay, well, if you need me, I'm around. You know, tried to make it clear that I'm a safe space if she needed me, but if she didn't need me, I'm cool with that. You know, um, it's whatever. And so later on, my husband was talking to me about her. And he was like, they were standing in a circle just talking about stuff. And this girl was talking about something like, um, I really like your wife. And she was like <laughs> saying that she was doing something. She's like, yeah. And then she just handed me ice cubes and she was like, I don't know why. And she's like, but it, it actually helped. She's like, how did, she's like, how did she know to bring me ice and why was it so helpful? And I just find that so funny. Um, 
like ice or something like really cold like that I don't know like the exact science behind it but it like forces your your nervous system like your neurological pathways forces them kind of into a shock just to get them to focus on something else it's something about your physical reaction to the to the coldness of the ice um just forces your brain to slow down and be like, wait a second, what is this? It's a confusion tactic. At least that's what I'm going to call it. It just confuses your messed up little brain to be like, wait, I'm panicking, but why are my hands so cold? Am I okay? Am I going to die? Is this? Am I going to get hypothermia from this? <laughs> but no, it doesn't do that. But it does oddly help. Um... I have found it helpful anyway, and like I said, I, I want to help others. I am certainly not going to keep knowledge, however little knowledge I may have. I'm not going to keep that to myself. I saw her struggling. She defined it as a panic attack. It's like, sweet, I've been there. Let me go get you something that has helped me before. It just so happened to be ice that time because I knew it was accessible, and I knew I could get it quickly. I just thought it was funny that later she was like, yeah, and she gave me ice. Like, that's so random. But, like, it worked. This <laughs> is so funny. Um, I guess that's kind of, I guess it's kind of cool to be known that way. Like, yeah, your wife's really cool, but she's, like, really weird and really random. But we like it. We accept her for it. I like that. Literally every friend I have has probably said those exact words. Yeah, she's weird, but I love her. She's cool. Whatever. Well, maybe not the word cool, but weird for sure. Um, if there was, like, one of those word map bubbles that you... You know what I'm talking about? Like, you... Um, oh, gosh. I guess it's called a word bubble. A word map. I don't know, but it takes, like, all these frequently used words, like, from your year or whatever... And, like, the most used one is the biggest, and then it has, like, however frequently the other ones are used. It, like, builds it. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then I probably sound loony right now. But, like, if there were some way to compile a word map or a word bubble of any word that has ever been used to describe me, weird would be really big, if not the biggest, <laughs> smack dab in the middle of that word bubble. Poof. Weird. Um, I could think of others, but, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's not what I was thinking about at camp, but it came about from that experience. So... I know everyone probably has heard the phrase, God doesn't make mistakes, right? God doesn't make mistakes. That's true. He doesn't. But sometimes I feel like that can be harmful to people who feel like they are a mistake who feel like there's something wrong with them. Do you get what I'm saying? Probably not, because I don't even know what I'm saying. 
here's my my thought train that just blazes right on through the middle of my brain and leaves a path of destruction in its wake um the fact that i struggle with anxiety and depression is because of the way that i'm wired right but i don't believe that i was created or formed with the intention of struggling mentally okay stick with me i am wired to like things in a certain order that was intended to be used to keep me organized to help keep my family organized to help make schedules so that bills are paid on time and doctor's appointments are scheduled it was not intended for me to have OCD about stuff being on my floor and it bothering me and I can't relax until my floor is clean okay um I was wired with drive so that I can go after the things that I want and pursue things that make me happy. That's what it was intended for. It was not intended for me to overthink things and to work myself and work myself and work myself until I can't work anymore. Essentially what I'm saying is I was very much created and formed with a certain personality, with certain character traits that were intended for wholesome, good purposes. The anxiety and the depression comes from world influences, outside sources, feeding on these character traits and twisting them into something negative. I have the character traits of, you know, being organized and being driven and wanting to be a leader to help me live a full life. I have those character traits for that purpose, but because of outside influences, because of evil, because of this, that, or another, they get twisted into someone who is very anxious because things aren't organized or depressed because she doesn't know what her purpose is in life and she has no idea where she's going and, um, you know, angry because the people I'm leading or the people that I'm, you know, not in charge of, but do you know what I'm saying? Gosh, I had everything in my brain and I was like, this is going to be the best episode I've ever recorded in my entire existence. And now I'm flubbing it up because it was so eloquent. I was, I can remember laying in the bed in the staff house and it just kept coming through my brain. I was like, I... Yes, I'm an anxious person, 
I have anxiety. I have panic attacks. I deal with depression. I don't have OCD, but but I have tendencies to be obsessive about things that comes from my anxiety. But that's not what I was made for. And I know for a fact that I was not created to be that way. And hear me out while I say this. I have a really hard time when people say things like, oh, you deal with anxiety? You should pray more. Pray it away. Oh, you have depression? Pray about it. Give it up. Release it. I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God can do whatever he wants to because he is all-powerful. But if you, and I probably should not use that word when I'm talking about the creator of the universe, I think it's very dangerous to tell someone who deals with anxiety or depression or some other mental illness that if they just pray about it harder, it will go away. I can tell you from experience that when I am in the center of the path for my life, when I am spending time in the Word of God, when I am spending time in prayer, when I am very in tune with Him, it does not make my anxiety go away at all. <laughs> I mean, you heard me. I was in, literally in the middle of worshiping him and I went into a full-blown anxiety attack. It's that's However, I do know that when I'm living in the center of him, I am more able to deal with it. I am more able to center myself, to pull from my resources, to have a clearer brain in, okay, this is happening. How am I supposed to deal with this? Because if that would have happened, let's say three weeks ago, I'm just throwing a random number out there because it, it couldn't have been that long ago, where I was in a really bad place and was not spending time in prayer, if that would have, same scenario would have happened, I, I would have walked off the stage in the middle of a song. I would have just dropped my microphone and left because I would not have been able to come out of it. Now, granted, it took the rest of that worship set to settle down. And I had to keep my hands together or I was going to visibly shake or I was going to shake down the whole building. So, it's not that the anxiety attack was any less because I was more prepared. It was just that I was able to help myself through it. <sighs> Do you get what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I've made it very clear that I'm a Christian. And I know that people have varying views of Christianity. I get that. I get that as a Christian, 
I get it. But I think it's just important to know things like that because it's central to myself. I would like to make it very clear, and I think I said this already, I do believe that prayer works. But I also believe that mental illness is 100% real. And it is 100% debilitating when it gets to that point. And you cannot tell someone with a mental illness to just pray harder and it will go away any more than you can look at someone with a broken leg and be like, oh, just pray harder and it'll be fine. It'll be healed by tomorrow. Just pray harder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, because I've had someone question my relationship with Christ because of my anxiety before. Yeah, let that sink in. It was another um, claiming to be believer. Um, basically just said, you know, oh, you're struggling this hard with anxiety and you've had a panic attack like the last three days. How's your, how's your relationship with Christ? How's your walk going? <laughs> Guess who doesn't talk to that person anymore? <laughs> anyway I guess what I really am trying to get at here is you're not a mistake you don't have less value because you struggle you You are so much more than your anxiety. You are so much more than your depression. You are so much more than your OCD, ADD, ADHD, whatever. Whatever it is that you are struggling with, even if it's not something, even if it's not a mental health issue, whatever it is you're struggling with, you are more than that. Don't let it define you and don't let it hold you back. But be aware of it and let it push you forward. Let it make you better. Because I have learned things about myself, like the character traits that I've defined. I'm a very driven person. And when I let outside influences or my own stupid brain get a hold of that character trait and twist it into something it's not, I end up in a bad mental space. Dark place. Dark headspace. It's very dark in there. And I like things to be organized. I'm a very organized person. And I feel like when I was a teacher, my students benefited from it because my classroom was a very organized space that was, you know, low clutter and 
not stressful and a calm place for them to be. And they benefited from that. I benefited from it because I was able to um, keep things together and have a really nice flow. And teaching is stressful no matter what you do. So I'm not going to say it made me less stressed. Um, It keeps my home in order. But then I overthink it. I overdo it with my organization because I have this really awesome character trait that is supposed to be used for really great things and instead it gets warped by my brain and turned into something that it was not intended to do. Am I speaking to anyone today? Please. Anyway, (laughs) so seriously, I'm serious about the ice thing. It works. I'm not telling you it's the end all be all will solve every panic attack you have in your life, but it does help. Mm. It does help. So I know I usually have like a wrap-up thing, just something to end on. And I think the thing I want to end on is this. It's not homework. Don't think about it as homework. Please don't have flashbacks to grade school and be like, oh my God, I used to spend three hours on um, this one worksheet and everybody would scream at me because I didn't know what nine times nine was and now I have PTSD from homework. Stop. (laughs) It's not homework. But I think it would be helpful. I'm going to do it because there's so much more that I can learn about myself. And the more that I learn about myself, the more that I can better myself. And I want to better myself so that I can be a better wife, so that I can be a better mother. I think you guys have realized by now that the weight of motherhood is not lost on me. I take it very seriously. So think about all those things in your life that seem to be negative. I guess I really want to speak to like anxiety specifically, but it can be about any anything. Think about the things that make you anxious, stop, and kind of reflect and be like, what character trait is this within myself? What personality trait is this that is intended for something else that is intended for good that is meant to be used in a different way than it's being used right now and the way it's being used right now is to give me anxiety and I want it to stop does that make sense probably not so yeah what's my disclaimer Sarah has no idea what the heck she's talking about but I'm glad I thought about it I'm glad I said it, and I'm glad you heard it. I'll see you next time.